0: It's the Go Gopher podcast with Mike Grimm, episode 106. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. We're doing a double dose of Gopher sports today. We're leading off with women's hockey head coach Brad Frost. His team is ranked fifth in the country, has won four straight games, and sits at 25 and one on the season. Minnesota will host Saint Thomas this weekend in a WCHA series. We'll also chat with Gopher women's gymnastics coach Jenny Hansen about her team's fast start. The 16th-ranked Gophers are six and zero on the year and will take on number 30 Penn State on Saturday in Happy Valley. Episode number 106 with Brad Frost and Jenny Hansen is set to go. Our Go for podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone, and True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. You can get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation started today. Make the most of your life's work, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union is also a big sponsor of our Go Gopher podcast. Life math is complicated and Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union makes it easier with local financial experts available to help in person or virtually. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. That's affinityplus.org slash gogophers. They have an award winning mobile app, so check that out as well. We're also sponsored by Cub, a proud sponsor of the Go Gopher podcast. In a hurry, don't worry. Cub delivers. Get fresh meat, produce, everyday essentials, and more delivered to your door. Cub is the official grocer of the Golden Gophers and proud to support Gopher athletics for over 20 years. We're podcasting episode 106 from the Aquarius Home Services studio. We invite you to subscribe to the Go Gopher podcast. It's free to do so. You can go back and listen to the Go Gopher podcast from previous weeks. Last episode for example, we had a great conversation with former Gopher football center Nathan Bow of Lakeville, the basic poster child for home state kids to stay home to play football. It was a compelling conversation and still quite timely, so go back and have a listen. I know you'll enjoy it. This week, we have hockey and gymnastics, starting with women's hockey coach Brad Frost. Here's my chat with him
1: on episode number 106. Brad Frost joins us here on the Go Gopher podcast, your team coach, first of all, good 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 to see you. Good to see you as well. 20 wins and five losses. You've won four straight. How do you like uh, what's happening now with your club?
2: Yeah, I I like how our team's playing, and, um, you know, we— I uh, had a, a tough weekend a few weekends ago against the number one team in the country. They're by far the best team in the country. Um, and we've slowly, you know, kind of rebuilt. Uh, you know, you learn a lot when, when you lose. You learn even more when you get beat badly, uh, which we hadn't been beat like that. I don't. I don't know if I've you know, yeah. experienced that in my career, quite frankly. So, um, you know, we've gotten better. We were even better uh, this past weekend at Mankato and and uh, now have a, a good St. Thomas team coming in as well. So we're looking forward to uh, the weekend. And quite frankly, we only got a month left here of the regular season. So things continue to fly by.
1: Yeah, we talked last week. You said it's amazing how fast it'll go. Before you know it, we'll be talking about playoffs and yep. uh, postseason. And so you got to take
2: advantage of things here down the stretch, right? For sure. Yeah, and points, uh, points. Points in our league really matter. I'm not sure uh, anybody can catch Ohio State, but right now us in Wisconsin are battling for that uh, two and three spot, and and then St. Cloud and and uh, Duluth are battling for that four or five spot. So, getting home ice advantage uh, for the playoffs is big, and and obviously some matchups uh, are pretty big as you get into that as well.
1: You mentioned that Ohio State weekend, and you mentioned they're by far uh, the best team. How can you um, between now and playoff time close that gap and and give yourself a shot and and maybe not just you but other teams
2: yeah. as well. Yeah well I think you know the great things about playoffs is you start getting into those one and done right. scenarios, right? And uh, and when we played them at their place, we lost in overtime one game and and uh, uh, lost six five in another and and so we were right there. Uh, we will have to come up with probably a better game plan. Um, you know we've we've got a team that that likes to play offensively. We've gotten better defensively. Uh, uh, but it, it's still a, a change for some of our offensive players to really think about uh, playing well in our end. And so when we get to that point, uh, it, it's either you do it or, or you don't. Yeah. And if you don't, you know, uh, we can see what uh, what has happened. We've, we've experienced it.
1: Yeah. And you don't want to go through a weekend like that. And I'm not trying to sugarcoat it and say, oh, well, sometimes it's good for a program to do that. But can you take something from it and, and you know, try to say, here, here's examples and, and here's where
2: we go from here? For sure. Yeah. You know, it, it exposes uh, it exposed some of our weaknesses. Uh, it. it the gap is not that big between us and them. Yeah. Um, like the scores indicated, we had a bad eight minutes uh, in the first period, and where they scored four goals uh, in game one, we had a bad second period, uh, about nine minutes where they scored four goals, and and that's not indicative of how we normally play and and what we give up. So. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, you learn from wins, but you learn a lot more from from your losses. And, you know, it was a humbling experience, I think, for everybody. And, and so now it's OK. We got the players' attention the following week, I can tell you that. And, and all of a sudden they're, they're listening a little more and ready to compete.
1: And now, at least for the moment, they're in the rearview mirror. You will not see them until the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, if if it even works out to that, Correct. depending on what happens, whether um, you guys
2: advance, or maybe they get upset, maybe you face them in the first round. Yeah. Who knows? You right? never know. Yeah. You Both
1: never know. in conference and uh, region.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know they're going to finish one in, in conference if we finish in the four or five spot and and advance out of the first round of the WCHA playoffs, we would play them. Otherwise, if we're in the two or three spot, we would uh, most likely see them, uh, you know, in the championship game yeah. at Ritter.
1: Right. Um, what what makes them good? What have they done?
2: Uh, they're super. Expensive. Experience. They've got, uh, they've got all six of their of their defense are, are uh, seniors or are super seniors. They're four lines deep which in women's hockey is not normal and when I say four lines deep I, d- I don't just mean they can play. Um, you know their fourth line has uh, a couple uh, under 22 players on there. They had an Olympian uh, Swedish Olympian on there. Uh, I think their fourth line actually scored uh, on the weekend four or five goals against us uh, uh, when they played us and so uh, 11 trans transfers on the team, they're experienced, they're old, uh, and Muzzy does a really good job uh, getting them going. So uh, all in all, they're just a really complete hockey team. All right, so we'll uh, hopefully see them down the road and you can um,
1: and you can get a shot at them, right? That's, That's the plan. plan. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of hockey, though, uh, even though it goes fast, there is still a lot of hockey between now and then. You mentioned St. Thomas this weekend. Um, I want to look back, though, following that Ohio State weekend, as if that was kind of a rough one to go through
2: enough, then you had the, uh, the healthy issues, right? It was at the following, very following week. Yeah, it was that night. (laughs) It was that night. I think, I think those games put me into uh, my medical condition, but uh, (laughs) uh, I had some kidney stones. I've had them before, but um, these ones were uh, uh, pretty bad. They just, uh, in the middle of the night, hit me I had to go to the ER and and they continued to come back every uh every 10 to 12 hours or so and ultimately needed some surgery midweek and and finally uh was able to feel better the following week so first time in 17 years as a head coach that I missed games so that was difficult to sit there and you know lay on the couch and watch but um great staff and and uh our, our team found a way
1: yeah, you won two in Bemidji. Um, you mentioned we don't have to go into great detail, but to end up uh, needing surgery, it tells you what kind of uh, you know what kind of pain you were in. You had I know you went to the ER a couple of different yeah. times over the course of that week, but you made reference last week when we chatted, and I I, I thought it was interesting. I think it's worth worth talking about here in the podcast that. Um, you guys had, um, in the preseason, talked about how you want outsiders to view mm-hmm. the team. And for at least a, a couple of days, you were kind of an outsider. You had to watch. Did you watch on TV or on a laptop or how? Yeah,
2: it, uh, BTN Plus and, yeah. and Fox 9 Plus, yeah, yeah. So I was able to watch on TV. So you watch
1: on TV, but you're kind of, you're miles away, mm-hmm. which I'm sure stunk for a head coach. You want to be around yep. your group, right? Yeah. That said, um, you you talked about the fact that there was some benefit because you guys made it a point to say, how do we want to be viewed by someone who wouldn't know us and just came in and Mm -hmm. watched? And so you had a little bit of that view and you didn't particularly care for maybe what you saw for a few of those minutes. So take me through what you, that whole thing.
2: Yeah. So at the beginning of the year, we, uh, we did an exercise where, uh, boom, uh, May, our, our associate head coach who was at Augsburg, he, he had done this with all of his teams that he had coached, uh, over the years. And, you know, what do we want to be known by? So if somebody comes into uh, the rink and watches us practice, or sees us in the weight room, or, or sees one of our games, what what are three words that we want them to say about us? And and so uh, we did an exercise, and and the players came up uh, with they want to be known as relentless, they want to be known as prepared, and they want to be known as as a team that's together. And uh, and so um, one of the great things about doing that exercise is it allows coaches to kind of throw that right back in their face a little bit. Uh, um, and to say, Hey, you guys want to be known as this. And, and I'm telling you, you're not being that way. Uh, and sometimes they need a reminder about that. But, um, you know, I, I think the Wisconsin, or excuse me, the Ohio state series, then, you know, for me being able to, to see things kind of from a different perspective, um, Watching our team, it just didn't seem like the team that I had You know, come to know uh, throughout the year, Uh, we seemed like uh, uh, we were we were soft. We weren't hard on the puck. We weren't playing together. Um, So that I know they were prepared because our our staff does a great job with that. But but that relentless and and togetherness uh, just didn't seem to jump off the page to me. And so uh, it was great when I got I got back. The team got back, and and the following week I was feeling much better and and able just to to share my thoughts, you know, and, uh, and provide a little accountability there. And so we were able to ramp some things up in practice and, and, uh, you know, kind of get that, that uh, feeling of playing together, making sure we're not complaining, we're not uh, justifying our actions, but instead, you know, let's take accountability for, for who we are and what we're about and what we were doing. And, and uh, so this last weekend was, was significantly better in that, but uh, still have some, some room to grow.
1: I like those three words. I mean, I mean, really, when you think about sports, that that's the essence of
2: it. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, we talked about family. We talked about together, you know, and it, it was fun really doing that exercise. And one of the players brought up, you know, I, I feel like family, like you're forced into your family. You're born into your family, right? And so you kind of have to be this way with your family. And she said, I like the word together because... Yes, we're we're together and and you know we're on a team but we're not forced into having to be you know, on yeah. the same page and, and playing together and being together. So, uh, it, it was uh, it was a good uh, a good experience and, and a good uh, exercise to go through.
1: Yeah, and relentless. Um, I've used that term a lot, just in either describing really good teams yes. I've seen or or whatever. And that really is if that's a trait of a of a team, that
2: team's going to be a good team for sure. And, and that's quite frankly that's that's Ohio State. Like they're they're on you all the time. They're a great example of what being relentless looks like. And to your point, as a as a commentator, or a broadcaster, or a fan, like you, you can tell when a team is is relentless. Yeah. Like that. No matter the score, no matter uh, the situation, that team is going to play hard. They're going to be all over it, and they're going to force you into into having to make plays.
1: Yeah. And there's never there's never times where there's time off. Like I. Yeah. So I was in St. Louis before I got here uh, in oh one oh six. Pujols was there, and he was just relentless like mm-hmm. every at bat it could be yeah. 10 to 1 yeah and it's he's already three for three and it's this ninth inning and the at bat really is meaningless and it didn't matter man it was a relentless at bat yeah. and, and the, the old four Cardinal team ended up not winning it they lost to the Red Sox was really, so and it, relentless and that's the first time I really like that that's that's how you want to model and it's really good when the best player on the team is the most relentless oh, player, for sure right because then everyone yeah. has no choice
2: yeah if you're, if your best player is the hardest worker and, and setting the tone everybody yeah everybody follows for sure.
1: I, I thought, um, and again, a team that didn't end up winning, all, I thought the men's hockey team last year, for all the talent they had, it could be, it, for me, the most impressive thing for them was, so they had made it the year before to the Frozen Four, and so now you're just, you've been through this, mm-hmm. where you just, you're like, all right, we just want to get back. Yeah. They Give ourselves a chance, and yeah. th- but But, and where they could skip ahead, They're like, we're good enough, let's mm-hmm. just get through the month of January. They did, I mean all, every night it was yeah. uh, it was they were putting it on people.
2: They were yeah they know? were performing for sure and and you know confidence goes a long way in that yeah. and and talent certainly helps but you know being relentless actually doesn't require any talent. Yeah. It's it's more of a mindset.
1: And it's impressive when you're talented and re- and relentless. Yes. I suppose your your undefeated team would fall into that category. I mean for you get sure control that year yeah. uh, from the opening puck to the last no uh, doubt. Sound of the horn.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And and it helps getting off the bus with the best players too, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but they didn't ever take anything for granted, and they just had an incredible belief, you know, I, I think. As I think back to that team, I think more belief than maybe even relentless, yeah. like uh, very talented and, and whatnot. But every time they got off the bus, they just believed that, that they were going to win. Didn't yeah. know how, didn't know what it was going to look like, but mm-hmm. but they just knew. And, and there's certainly, uh, certainly a big thing about believing in, in yourself yeah. and your team too.
1: So this group this year for the Gopher women, for you guys, what now mm-hmm. as you try to get to that relentlessness that you want to mm-hmm. see, what, what
2: do you think to help build that as you make this charge? Into uh, you know, the weeks down. The yeah, road. I mean, it really, it starts in practice uh, and that was another thing. I, I had to look in the mirror and as did our staff and say, okay, what what's our role in this, right? Um, and uh, the first half felt like we were a really relentless group. Uh, we were prepared. We were together. Uh, we overachieved maybe uh, in, in comparison to what other people thought uh, after losing 11 seniors and, yeah. and some pretty dynamic players. Um, and then in, just in the Second half. uh, I think naturally players, you know, they see that they're number two in the country. Uh, Wow, nobody thought we were going to be here. You know, they were 14, three, and one. Okay, you know. uh, let's just kind of do it again type thing and, and what you realize is it it, it takes a mindset it takes uh, it takes working hard in practice it, it takes uh, uh, continuing to focus on the process versus focusing on the outcome and, and maybe we we got a little ahead of ourselves and said well yeah you know we're number two in the country we're, we're fine yeah. uh, and, and you start slacking in, in some of those details and so um, over the last couple of weeks here uh, you know we've gotten after it pretty hard in, in practice uh, uh, one of our values is being tough—it's uh, an area of growth for for our group, and um, as it probably is with every uh, every person, right? Uh, you can never be too tough. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, it's just become more of a mindset. We've been talking about it a lot more. We've been bringing it up. We've been uh, doing things in practice to, to make sure that that the group is is prepared and and uh, not only prepared, but uh, whether it's our leadership meetings or whatever to uh, to get people back to to be in the way that we need them to be.
1: Yeah, and I suppose. I'm accurate in this and that. It wasn't like a malicious thing where, hey, we just want to be lazy For or we sure. want to let something slip. Sometimes it just kind of you slip into something, yeah. and and it takes a weekend or a, a coach to watch on mm-hmm. on TV, you know, hours away to say, hey, um, here we, we got to redial in here. Hundred percent.
2: And we're we're six and two in the, the yeah, second right, half. Right, so, you right. know, we've lost to two teams in the country. We've lost uh, four times to Ohio State, uh, and and we split with Wisconsin. Um, and so there's no need to hit the panic button yeah. or anything. Right. Um, but, uh, that, that new perspective, uh, has been really helpful. And, and I, I, told our team when I came back, one of the jobs as a head coach is to, when I see our team about to walk off a cliff, to put up some guardrails or to mention that there's a cliff approaching and we need to take yeah. a left or a right. And, uh, and, and so we did that, you know, um, we didn't continue to, to walk off the cliff. We we've taken a left, <laughs> and uh, or right, or whatever it is to uh, to say, hey, let, let's acknowledge that that this is where we're at. Um, and, and try and get better. I will also say that I have these two weeks circled on my calendar uh, every year after 24 years of being here that it's the dog days of winter, it, you haven't seen the sun in a couple weeks, <laughs> we're not quite to play off, school's back in session you know and I think every team kind of goes through uh, through these moments and they often happen with our group you know kind of yeah. that uh, mid to end of, of January and so um, no need to panic by any stretch of the imagination But but definitely need to uh, to keep our finger on on the pulse,
1: and when it's 50 degrees, you might want to be outside.
2: Well, that's, I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to say dog days of winter yeah. right now with with the weather, and and at the same time, it's uh, uh, you're not really seeing a lot of sun yeah. and and things like that. For but, sure. uh, but yeah, so it, this is this is a normal thing. Teams go through it every year, and there's very few teams that. Everything's perfect uh, yeah. the whole year through, and, and this is something that, that's going to make us better here at the end.
1: And every team has a story. Like at some point, wherever this season ends, let's say it ends at the pinnacle,
2: um, what a great story to tell, yeah, right? for I mean, sure. So you hope that the story uh, ends the way you want it to. 100%. And, and again, you know, we, we want to make sure that our experience isn't based on our last hockey game, and, and that's really hard. Um, but uh, something that uh, that for us we we want to continue to talk about and continue to believe, um, and let's just be the best best version of ourselves and the best uh, version of this team and and see what we can do. Short term this weekend, St. Thomas. What do they bring and what will the challenge for the Gophers be? Yeah, they defend uh, they defend really well. Um, you know, a really good coaching staff, Joel Johnson and and Bethany Browson over there, two of my former uh, coaches, and and so it's always fun to yeah. to play against them you know they uh they've got a good freshman class uh they're leaning pretty heavily on that group they work extremely hard and what we're finding in in women's hockey in particular is it's really hard to score um and uh and so we saw that uh last weekend uh goals were at a premium there in game two uh went into one in overtime and uh, uh st cloud just knocked off a couple uh, Saint. Sorry, St. Thomas just knocked off St. Cloud, uh, number seven team in the country uh, last weekend. And uh, and so that was their first, I think, top 10 win in, in program history. So certainly playing with a lot of confidence. And, and we know anytime a team comes in to play the Gophers, we're going to get their best. And so uh, it's going to be uh, uh, pretty important and incumbent upon us to, to play well.
1: You've got a little bit of a coaching tree now, right? Uh, that I suppose, it, you know, yeah. What, what's that like when you go up against,
2: like this weekend you will be? yeah uh, well I think they know kind of women's hockey is still pretty small so we know all their players they know all our yeah. players uh, um, very very well and and with video and things like that it's uh, it, it's pretty obvious to know kind of here's what they do and and here's how we can try and stop it and then the question is can you execute yeah. but uh, but yeah I mean it, it's definitely fun I mean just in our league with uh, with Bethany and and uh, and Joel and then Muzzy at uh, no, Ohio State Mary Ioshiwa one of our former players is an assistant with the uh, team Minnesota and the PWHL, and then the number of of high school uh, uh, coaches that our former right. players uh, of ours is is really really neat. From
1: uh, as you met, you kind of hit on that from a strategic standpoint, what's it like emotionally to have? I know Joel and you are tight. Yeah. I mean, as tight as you get, right? Uh, what's yeah. it like now to? You know, be coaching
2: against yeah. your good friend. I, I I don't know. I mean, I suppose if we were players playing against each yeah. other, you know, there might be a little more, uh, uh, I don't know, passion or get, get after it. You but, might hit uh, check him. Yeah, or something yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, grab a drink later. But uh, you know, when when you're coaching, you're just tra- you're really focused on your own team yeah. and how can how can we uh, how can we do what we can can do here to to be the best that we can be. Yeah.
1: Um, let's talk about a couple of other things. You mentioned goal scoring. Um, across the the country is down Abby Murphy however has has done such a great job uh, one of the top if not the top player in the country um what what has she meant to the team and uh what is you know I suppose from here uh to to wherever you guys end up she's going to have to be the lead person
2: here for sure Uh, she's a special player um you know she knows uh, she puts a lot of of pressure and expectation on herself she knows that um you know our team's going to go kind of as she goes, uh, quite honestly, and and that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure. But uh, she's the type of kid and, and player that 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 thrives on that. Um, incredibly dynamic. She's fast. She's a goal scorer. She uh, loves to make a great great pass here as well, and and it's just somebody that uh, that we rely on pretty heavily. She's she plays with an incredible amount of intensity. Sometimes we need to dial that back down a little bit, but um, as uh, as Hugh. Uh, Mc- and I think said one one time you'd rather try and tame a racehorse than kick a donkey in the butt so um, that that's Murph she's a racehorse and uh, and and we go as she goes yeah um, now her supporting cast around her uh, where does
1: that go now and do you have some people in mind that are going to come along for the ride and either hey if if, if we can get a little more out of mm-hmm. her or a little more out of here or you keep doing what you're doing what, what where do you see the rest of the gang.
2: Yeah, she she actually grew up playing with Ella Huber. Uh, they're both from the Chicago area and played on the Chicago mission together, and so uh, they've been line mates uh, ever since uh, Ella and Murph walked in the door. Um, so we've kept them together here in the second half. Uh, again, just in the spirit of trying to gather information and be better, uh, we've we've had uh, different players with uh, with Murph and and uh, and Ella. So uh, this weekend we'll have Ava Lindsay Lindsey. Uh, of our freshmen who's uh, a great player distributor of the puck she's quick in tight spaces uh, also a goal scorer with them they played uh, they played together in Bemidji um, but uh, but Murph was pretty sick that weekend so um, it, I, we don't feel like it was kind of a true maybe yeah. a true uh, example of what that could be so uh, we're going to try them together here again gather some information we know that Yosfin uh, Bouvang is uh, she's our second leading scorer she was played with them the whole Whole first half and, and did a great job. Um, but again, trying to find some balance and things like that. So we can always go back to we, what we know works. Uh, but we want to see if there's any secondary or, or third options here as well.
1: Let me quick mention a, a word from our sponsor affinity plus is your local credit union proudly serving Minnesota since 1930. Great products, support and people. It's a banking hat trick. If you're a current gopher student or a proud gopher alum, you're eligible to join this financial that wants to build a meaningful bank and relationship relationship, and put you first. You can meet with a local employee at any of their branches statewide, including right here near campus off of University in Minneapolis. You can learn more and find other ways to connect by going to their webpage, affinityplus.org slash gogophers. That's affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. Uh, We thank them for their support of the Go Gopher podcast and of Gopher Athletics. They also do great stuff in the community. The Polar Plunges are going to be starting up here with us, Special Olympics, and they're the lead sponsor on that as well. A couple of uh, remaining moments here with Brad Frost. We'll talk women's gymnastics later in the podcast with Jenny Hansen. So we invite you to stick around, um, Coach. Your goaltending situation has become kind of a two-player uh, yeah. deal, where maybe last year it was it was more just Skyler. So how is that unfolding for you and development? Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, we uh, uh, Skyler played. I don't know. Had to be close to eighty percent of our games last year, and and did a, a an amazing job um what we felt last year was if skyler went down we were in big trouble and uh and so knowing that uh, uh you know we had sophia johnson back who's uh, uh maybe a little more of a third string goaltender for us uh, we didn't have anybody else and and was we were concerned uh, yeah. you know again we, we have to have two we, we always feel like we have to have two or three really good goalies and and so uh, we were able to get Lucy Morgan out of the transfer portal she's from Minot but played at Maple Grove uh, her last couple of years and, and then went out to St. Lawrence uh, was an All-American her junior year um, a ton of great experience and, and so uh, uh, brought her in and uh, Skyler played maybe uh, 60% of the games in the first half to to Lucy's 40, and in the second half, we've just really kind of split them uh, down down the uh, down the line, and so uh, you know we're going to continue to do that until one of them either emerges or they can both continue to play well and and give us a chance each night, and and maybe we then start looking at certain matchups and who's played well against what team and and whatnot. So uh, you know been happy with them uh, and, and how they're playing. Um, they were tremendous in the first half. If we're going to have success here. Um, uh, down the stretch, they're going to have to continue to be really good.
1: Yeah, as a coach, how, um, is that one of the trickier things is if you have two good ones to, to manage? Because in on one sense, I suppose, hey, it, it's got to help if they're fresh. Yes. But I'm sure both would love to play 100%. both games, all yep. that. You want compete. You know, people who want to compete. Um, and then, you know, you see this in the NHL where they have – Many more games than mm-hmm. you, although you guys are sitting here at 26 or whatever games, um, ride the hot hand yes. and, and this and that. And so when you're in late January, early February, is it too early to ride a hot hand? And h- how do you handle that as a coaching staff? Yeah,
2: yeah. It, I, I would say it's one of the more difficult things as a head coach, uh, uh, as a hockey coach. You know, if you've got one goalie that you know is your starter, it's, yep, you're just rolling them out every night. Um, when you've got two good ones, it becomes a little more difficult because. Uh, as you mentioned, they both want to play. Yeah, um, they both want to be the the starter. Yeah. Um, and uh, and. Uh, as i've told them you're getting an opportunity to be that you know at the end uh the question is who's who's going to do it yeah and uh and so again providing opportunities i think is the best way to do it uh, versus just kind of i think this player is playing the best right now or this goaltender is playing the best you know we we've got data we've got things that we can look at yep. as well as the eye test and and so um my hope is that they both uh, you know are really really good down the stretch and they make it really hard for us yeah. to to make a decision
1: and in college hockey it's not like the NHL where if you have a seven game series you can start a guy mm-hmm. and then all right let's switch in game three uh, give this guy a rest or yep. they're both I mean you're you know it's one
2: and done so whoever
1: starts that first one is going to be an important start
2: for sure yeah <laughs> and then you know it's uh and You've got, you've got to win that first one, and then you make a decision for yeah, the next one. But, right. but the first one is, is uh, the most important one.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, so this weekend at St. Thomas, uh, both home games, goforsports.com for tickets. Um, I want to ask you about the Pro League real quick before yeah. we wrap up, because it's such a, a cool story developing, good attendance. Looks like it's a legit deal, too, where mm-hmm. um, some players, if that's what they want to do, they can do that. Um, and, and make a decent living at it, which, which isn't, there hasn't been the case, right? hundred
2: percent. Yeah. You know, one of the things in starting the, over the years, starting the the league was a sustainable wage, you know, where, Mm -hmm. where that could be their job. And, uh, and so, uh, they're getting that, um, you know, they've got, uh, health benefits, they've got, uh, you know, different things where they're not having to pay for their equipment and, and yeah. whatnot. So it's been great. Uh, I, I've mentioned before, I don't think it could have been rolled out any better. Um, all, uh, all six cities are, are supporting their uh, their teams, uh, as you mentioned with the with the fan support. The marketing's been great, uh, and here in Minnesota, it's been obviously really really fun. and And they all have TV deals with uh, with different local. Uh, um, Channels and, and so to see Bally's pick it up and, and to have true professional play-by-play right. people and, and things like that, it, it just continues to give credibility to the league. And it's been fun for our players. To, they've been to a lot of the games. And and for them to now think, geez, OK, when I graduate here, this is something that I can do for a number of years uh, before I have to get a real job. Yeah, so, go, go do yeah, it's, that, pretty, uh, it's pretty neat, for sure.
1: And it sounds like, you know, they're, they're probably in a position here where you'd love it to expand and grow. But you don't want to. You don't want to get too big. Um, but it sounds like there's cities now. They they see this early success and they're like, H- "Hang on a second. This yeah. is
2: uh, we could use this for in, sure in our town." Hundred percent. Yeah. There's a couple cities in in Canada I know here in the states. Pittsburgh is has uh, been very vocal about uh, about wanting a team. Uh, Washington, same thing. Um, and, and I'm sure there's others that I, I'm not mentioning, but. Um, it, that's that's kind of the next step is, is you know, do you expand to, to eight teams or do you expand to 10? How quickly do you do that? And that's above my pay grade for yeah. sure. But, um, you know, the n- number of players that come out of college each year um, – uh, there's some really, really good players, obviously, and and so uh, teams are going to want to start uh, picking some of those players up.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, I lied. I do want to ask you a couple more quick ones um, because it, it does relate a little bit to the pro league in the sense that college athletics now um, has an NIL. Mm-hmm. Um, the transfer portal, as you mentioned, you got a goaltender
2: out of that. Um, how has that impacted you, those two things? NIL, uh, not a ton yet, but I, I do think it's, uh, it's coming. We, we have, you know, the thing, pe- things people forget is with NIL, we really can't do anything as coaches. Right. Um, we can't find a booster and say, Hey, give this, this person $10,000 right. or whatever. So, you know, we have certain players on our team that are, are, more heavily into it maybe than others. And, uh, you know, Abby Murphy, for example, uh, has a few deals because she's Abby Murphy. Yeah. She's an Olympian. She's, you know, uh, people want uh, want to use her to promote their products. You know, there's... Um, places here in Dinkytown where the girls will get a free meal if they post it on Instagram sure. or something like that. And so there's things from that all the way to, you know, more, uh, substantial deals, but, yeah. um, it, it's coming. Uh, there's no doubt. And we, we were talking earlier just about how the landscape of college athletics is changing by the, the hour. day. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Uh, the transfer portal is what it is. There, there's one more year, the fifth year, um, five years of eligibility. Uh, we have not lived in there, but we've taken advantage of it, um, certainly, uh, with, a, uh, I think we have three transfers out of there, 2D and a, a goaltender uh, uh, this year. And, and so I'm not opposed to that um, uh, at all, um, but it is kind of hard to navigate because, my philosophy is to honor the commitments that we've that we've right. had and and that we've got, and and to make sure that you know we make that commitment to a family, and and so come signing period, we want to sign uh, that player. And uh, but you know they come in maybe with uh, or in the recruiting process with, okay, here's where I think I'm going to kind of fit. Oh, geez, they just picked up you know transfer D. They picked up a transfer forward or goalie, for, you know, for right. example. So. Um, it, it can cause some uh, uh, some differences there, but all in all, it's uh, again, it's it's college athletics, yeah. and and you have to stay up with the the times, otherwise you you fall behind. Yeah, and here we
1: are. All right, hey St. Thomas this weekend. Good luck. Let's get a couple of good crowds out there. Yeah, let's do that. Thank you, Mike. All right, there he is, Brad Frost, episode one oh six. Go go for podcast. Yeah. I'm
2: Clay Geary, walk-on, turn scholarship, wide receiver for gopher football. And I'm Ben Utec, U of M alumni, Super Bowl champion, and Tony Dungy, Uncommon award winner. We understand championship culture, which is why we're part of the True North family of companies. True North invests in only elite teams, like the champion team at Sunbelt Business Advisors, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. To learn more about True North and our diverse family of independently owned companies, visit truenorthequitypartners.com. When we say that cub milk is the freshest in town, we mean it. Less than 48 hours from farm to store fresh. We guarantee seven days or more of freshness. It all starts with local dairy farmers who take great care in making sure all the cows are happy and healthy. We support local farm families 365 days a year. And that makes our milk even more delicious. So you always get the freshest milk and the biggest smiles
1: it's episode 106 as we roll along with Jenny Hansen go for gymnastics coach in her ninth season now and well into the ninth season six meets in six and oh first of all good to see you
3: good to see you too thanks
1: six and oh you got to feel good
3: we had a great start yeah I feel really good about where the team's at right now and uh, just excited to, to keep it rolling
1: did you think that you'd be six and oh um, and how did other people view the program from the outside as this season started
3: you know I really didn't know what to expect, to be honest, going into the season. I know we had a great group of young people um, working with us, but we have a lot of new faces that are are making their debut. And so I didn't have a a whole lot of expectations to start the season. I knew we have uh, great potential. um, But... Pleasantly surprised at where we're at. Um, I think our consistency has been really um, impressive up to this point. Um, but to kind of go back, I don't think people thought we would be as high as we are right now. Um, granted, um, we lost eight seniors last year, you know, and I think that, you know, anytime you lose that amount of people, you think it's going to be a big rebuilding. And it's just been really fun to see new people step in. Um seniors and upperclassmen take on new roles in addition to our new freshmen. So um, yeah, we're in a a really good place right now.
1: And as the season gets rolling, are you seeing uh, some of the the new athletes that have come on board just continue to gain confidence then too as they Experiences success?
3: Yes, I think for sure. I think they're figuring it out, which is always the hope, especially when you've got freshmen, is kind of for them to see how things work. How do you make lineups? How do you keep your spot lineups? All of those things I think are important for them, too, is as much as you tell them what it's like until you experience it for yourself, you don't quite know. Um, But I think they're starting to see that now, which is really exciting.
1: And as a coach, as you mentioned, you weren't sure what to expect. So as the season started, um, what, what were your thoughts? I mean, do you as a coach go into, a year saying, I, I want to finish in the top three here, or let's just see day-to-day improvement, see where we go. And then as the season, now you're 6-0, maybe that shifts. How did yeah. how has that worked for you?
3: Well, I think for our program, we always want to be a program that contends for a Big Ten championship. Um, and obviously, that depends on your competitors big time and whether, you know, where you fit into that. Um, fit into the Big Ten Conference. Um, But I I do think we've shifted a little bit. You know, I think we've had good goals in the beginning, um, but we were kind of, let's kind of see how the season plays out before we continue moving forward. But I think we're in a really good place with this group, and we've got a lot of room to grow, which I think is is even more exciting.
1: And you've played a pretty competitive schedule, too. It isn't like you've, you know, run through 6-0 and against nobodies, right? Yeah,
3: no, great teams. We've had uh, great competitors. Um, First meet right away, We you know, we face a couple of top 20 competitors right away. And so that was a really good statement I felt like for us right coming out of the gate. So
1: And 2-0 and in Big 10 2-0, two, yes. two right? Yeah, 2-0. Yep. Um and so as, as you uh, look at that now, how does the Big Ten kind of stack in. I know Michigan's always good. I think Ohio State yeah. looks like they're off to a fine start, Michigan yeah. State maybe. Yep.
3: Yeah. yeah, I think those three that you mentioned right now, those are the top three ranked teams in the Big Ten. I think we're fourth in there right now. Um, I th- And there's there's a lot of other great teams that are, are continuing to, to find their rhythm this time of the year. So the Big Ten is continues to get better and better each and every year, and there's so many teams that, you know, and win a big 10 championship or move to the national championships um, so it is it's exciting for our our conference this time um it, it, just the growth
1: and so you mentioned that you always start the year wanting to uh, to contend for a big 10 title you're hoping to uh now you feel like you're you are a contender you feel like you got a shot
3: i think with the growth we see in this team i think it, it definitely is possible
1: yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So you've got all kinds of uh, good things going on. Penn State, a road, speaking of the Big Ten, another yeah. pretty good Big Ten team, right? Right yeah. in the top 30, I think I saw. Yeah. Um, and, and back out on the road. So what do the Nittany Lions bring this weekend? So not at home, but on the road.
3: Yeah, well, it'll be our first dual away meet. So a new challenge in that way. And um, just the order of competitions is a little bit different. We go bars, vault, floor, beam, you know. So ending the competition on balance beam, I think, is uh, a new challenge in itself. Um, but I think... Uh being in this meet will be a little bit different because we will feel more of the home advantage for Penn State than probably we did in our first away competition. So I think we've got some new challenges that uh, we'll have to adapt to, but uh, obviously, you know, very excited to continue moving through the Big Ten schedule. And um, Penn State's a great team, so it should be a really exciting meet.
1: And with young athletes, it's always good to add these data points, right? Mm -hmm. Where you learn, um, hopefully you learn through winning, but if, if not, then you also have other ways to uh, to learn, but um, I suppose every experience is a new one. As you mentioned, this this will offer some challenges. That, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, for sure. You know, I, I, and that's you know we're going to have a lot of uh, meets on the road here coming up. So this will be kind of our our first. Um, opportunity to have a dual meet on the road and gain some experience and definitely learn from it.
1: Um, And then you've got uh, three home meets in the books, right? Yeah, three. Yes. And been well attended. Um, There was a Monday night Iowa match that was that was um, it was on TV, which I I heard from uh, several people that was kind of fun. My in-laws, in fact, were kind of stumbled upon it okay. and ended up spending the night watching and really Excellent. enjoyed it. So, um, which one, we can talk TV. I, I have that on my list a little later in terms of uh, how important TV can be uh, for everything. But um, the other two uh, were weekend uh, duels and you yeah. drew th- almost 4,000 right this past weekend, yeah. which is great. So the attendance continues to be a strong point.
3: Yeah, it's something that we continue to work on. We know it, it brings so much to our team, you know, when they have the crowd behind them and that environment, uh, it just it makes it so fun for them and they, they feed off of it. And so for us, that's important. We want to have as many of our fans there cheering them on, supporting them, um, and certainly oh. having that home crowd advantage, it makes a difference. So yeah, we really, we love having as many fans as we have, and we want to keep it going.
1: And not to get the uh, the cart ahead of the horse, because you've got Penn State this weekend, yeah. but uh, looming uh, the following week is, it, I know each year you look at the schedule and you try to pick out one where, hey, let's fill this place up Mm -hmm. and uh, you've got uh, one of the top teams in the country in Michigan coming to town a week from Saturday.
3: Yes. Yeah. Uh, Always a top team, you know, and always a big draw. You know, we are also celebrating 50 years of Gopher Gymnastics that night and earlier in the year when I showed our alums our schedule, I go, which meet do you want, uh, Alumni Night? And they said Michigan. You know, that was a big (laughs) selling point for them. Like, we want to be there when Michigan's here because it is... it's, both teams are so competitive and we've had great competitions against one another the last few years. And so we're hoping we'll continue to bring out the best in one another and just have a fabulous competition at the PAV.
1: And we mentioned the uh, the, the great crowds that you have had. Um, mm-hmm. And when you get a full house like that, um, I'm not saying that it necessarily can impact what a judge might say, but just the general philosophy of the whole thing Yeah. Can change, right?
3: Yeah, for sure. I, I, the momentum builds, the crowd gets into it, and I think it elevates our athletes' performances. But. Um I wish we had more of a, a poll with the judges, but, you know, it might rub off here and there once in a while.
1: Yeah, I can't help but think that human nature, if the crowd's going nuts and you stick the landing on some event and there's those big smiles um, and everyone's celebrating that you can't, that, that there can't be some human nature involved there that can that can give you a home, home gym edge, so to yeah, speak. Yeah,
3: I, I hope so. <laughs> so
1: someone that's listening to the podcast that um, hasn't been... Uh, they've watched on TV or they've mm-hmm. watched the Olympics. We talk about this yeah. all the time there. You know, every four years they see women's gymnastics yeah. and, you know, uh, and, and it's great. Um, give us a little pitch on on uh, what they'll see if they come uh, not just a week from Saturday, but to, to any of the uh, I- any of the meets.
3: Well, uh, there is a reason why gymnastics is the most watched sport in the Olympics. Um, these women are fabulous. They are so talented. They have put in so much hard work and they're really performing, you know, they are doing high level difficulty skills, but they're doing them at such a high level and with such incredible execution that, you know, you might get to see perfection, you know, and it is, it's just really exciting. And to do it in the team concept where the energy builds and the entire crowd gets into it, it really is a special experience. And um, I hope everybody that just gets a quick glimpse of gymnastics gets a chance to come watch our team, any college team and see it for themselves in person because it is one of those things where once you get to see in person, you tend to get hooked and you yeah, want to come back.
1: For sure. And and there's so there, I suppose there are ways to watch. You can watch as a casual fan and just watch the events and soak it in. And <laughs> that's a great, you know, beam exercise and that's great on the bars or whatever. But there is also a format that if you really are diving in, you can follow and say, oh, they're going to need – to really hit this last, you know, uh, session, because it goes in groups, right, with each event and the teams alternate. And yes. kind of take us through that to educate us a little bit on on how how if you really want to deep dive and follow along, that there's, there's a format kind of to follow.
3: Yeah. Well, I, especially with the dual meet, um, you know, there are six competitors that go up on each event. You end up counting five of the six. So you get to drop your lowest score. Um, and at every event, at the conclusion of every event, you kind of see where both teams are. Um And then you, you switch events. So we we'll, in a home competition, we start on vault. The opponent starts on bars and then we flip flop. So then we go to bars and then they go to vault and the same format, six up, you t- count your five s- top, best scores and then you get a chance to see after every rotation where the teams are at Um, and then you do the same thing on balance beam and floor exercise um, and you flip flop them at the end and you know in those great competitions you really just don't know who the winner is until that last routine and that's you know really what you hope for in every meet is that it's that close and the competition um, it's just really exciting till the very end
1: Yeah, I always get a kick too it's like you know whatever 197.625 to Mm 195.985 and um, and that's you know you're scoring almost 200 points and it comes down to tenths of a point yes. sometimes right
3: oh very much so yeah and and we talk about with our team sometimes about how how can we just get a half a tenth better each athlete and by the time you do that at the end of the competition that's a full point so it really adds up those little little things make a big difference and for us it's just for us to get a little little better each and every time but yeah it, it does come down to the the half tenths, the quarter tenths yeah. at the very end of the meet. It is oh so close.
1: Like if you win by two, it's a blowout. Oh, right? yes.
3: Yes. You <laughs> I mean, win by two points, you have blown out the other yeah, team. And yes. it's crazy
1: because you'd look and say, you know, you get an E. I, I'm on EJ's email list, the, the the communications guy, and it would say 198 even uh, and the other team, let's say 196, I'd say, oh, that was a tight one, you know, just <laughs> peripherally, you'd say 198 to 196, but yeah. that would be blowout. City, yes, it know. would. <laughs> yep.
3: Yep. You're talking a couple of tenths of a yeah. point is uh, is close. You yeah. know, that's what a real close meet is like. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, you have some uh, some great athletes um, and, and I was I wrote these names down just as a as a way of, of comparison, as I, I I think back, you and I had talked, um, you know, over the years, um, some of these all time greats, I think, I remember Lindsay Mabel, right? Mm -hmm. And she won, I don't remember, Twenty weekly awards a season it seemed like, and we're like, well, no one's ever going to top her. She's an all-time great. Yeah. And then Lexi Ramler and Anna Looper and others have come along, and now Maya Hooten is 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 seemingly winning an award every week as well. Kind of take us through the history of these athletes and how it, it seems like the c- competition um, is allowing um, each athlete to step forward with each. I don't want to say generation because they're yeah. they're you know they're all within you know ten or twelve years here, but yeah. or back I guess less than ten years when you go back to to Lindsay, but. Um, uh, it, it's pretty cool to see how the competition level continues to just increase.
3: Yeah, and I think they each have kind of attracted the next generation, and kind of like you said, you know, the next four years, yeah. the next athlete to join after they've graduated, but I... I very much so. You know, the Anna Lopers and the Lexi Ramblers were inspired by Lindsay Mabel. And Maya Hooten was very much inspired by Lexi and Anna. Even she got to be on the team with them for a little bit. So um, they've definitely inspired that next group, and they want to live up to um, what the last ones were able to contribute and how they helped this team be great. But, yeah, we've been really fortunate to kind of have some really outstanding athletes over the years and, you know, always seem to have a few that um, – bring great attention, really inspire the next generation, and hopefully uh, they'll continue that moving forward.
1: And uh, talk about Maya just a little bit, because she is uh, such a show. I mean, really, for lack of a better term, right? I mean, it is worth the price of admission to to come and watch her compete.
3: Yeah. She, She just brings so much energy and positivity and She's just so fun to watch. I mean, when you watch her on floor exercise, you can't help but smile. And uh, I know one of my favorite moments, uh, and this has over developed over the last few years, is to see our crowd up on their feet before she even begins. You yeah. know, and they're ready to clap and cheer on every moment that she competes. And it is—it's your whole crowd is waiting for that routine at the end of the competition. So she is a, is an incredible athlete. Um, just has incredible difficulty but she does it with such ease that is really impressive
1: yeah and she's got the great smile and just I mean the 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 personality just oozes out of her through the whole performance Um, as a coach when you watch that um does it, and, and let's say she nails it, which she normally does, nails mm-hmm. a routine, and the crowd goes crazy. What's what's the emotion like for you? I mean, is that like, like the hair on the back of your neck stands up even after all these years of, of coaching and being part of it?
3: Yeah, it is really special. I think for me, the most – the best part of all that is just watching it. Like I try to stand back and let her enjoy it with her teammates and just – taking it all in, seeing the crowd, uh, you know, enjoy those moments. I think that's that's really special for me to be able to say, you know, to see those moments happen in person like that. Um, but it is it is pretty incredible. It is really incredible.
1: Um, what can she accomplish that maybe she hasn't yet, if anything? I mean, she's accomplished so much, it's yeah. hard to, you know, I'm not trying to put pressure on her, but what can she, as her career continues, do yet this year and in the future?
3: Well, I know it's important for her to lead her team, you know, back to a national. Championship. She wants to be back there very very passionate about being back at the National Championship. So I think that's probably the top of her list is how can I help my team get there because I want to be back there. I want to be competing back at the National Championship. So I would put that at the very top of her list. She wants to continue competing at a high level helping her team be in contention for a Big Ten Championship but I would say probably her number one uh, priority is let's get back (laughs) to the National Championships.
1: And certainly to do that it's not going to be a one woman show. She's going to have to be good, but others will have to take part. You mentioned some of the the young athletes. Uh, Give us um, a little bit of a Cliff Notes version of who the others are that uh, we should be keeping an eye on.
3: Well, I'm going to start with our senior class because they are competing a lot of routines for us. Um, Gianna Gertis, who was an all-arounder for us uh, last year, um, she's very important to the success of this team, has been really steady so, so far, and we're going to count on her to continue to doing the same. Um, Emily Cook is back competing a couple events for us this year, another um, competitor who's been at the national championships. But then we have a couple of seniors making their debut this year, which is really, really fun for us to see. Um, they have overcome a lot to get here, but Ella Sir is competing both bars and balance beam for us, and Katie Horex has been an excellent contributor on balance beam. So our seniors are really leading the way and are competing A bulk of our routines for us. So I'd keep an eye out for them. But then we also have some juniors that have stepped up. Lauren Pearl's doing three events for us this year, more than she's ever competed before. Um, Our sophomore class is great, but then we do have um, some freshmen uh, making their debut and and have been really consistent so far. So we know they've got room to grow, but um, just really excited to see their development because I think there's a lot to see yet from them.
1: Yeah, and how does that position you then beyond 2024? How how do you like, and I know there are some Athletes You can talk about in terms of future Gophers and others that um, you're you're still working on that you you hope you um, can get, you know, signatures on and probably I don't know how young they get when you first start (laughs) uh, watching and paying attention. But uh, how how do you like how things have set now beyond 24?
3: Yeah, you know, really excited about the future. I think uh, next year is our last year of our COVID athletes. Uh, We will have some seniors stick around and become that fifth year senior. So it'll be a big team for us uh, moving forward forward but be able to keep a lot of that leadership a lot of some core routines will be fantastic but we've got an incredible freshman group coming in um we signed um Canadian Olympian Ava Stewart, who will be uh, vying for a spot at this summer's Olympic Games. Um, She's going to be coming in, bringing tremendous experience. Macaulay Harrington is another scholarship athlete, just having a fantastic season to start. And then we have a big group of walk-ons joining us, too. So we're going to have a big class joining us next year. So... I'm trying not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I'm very excited about yeah. what next year and beyond is going to look like.
1: Yeah, so so fun, so exciting. And Minnesota has, um, not just the University of Minnesota, but Minnesota in general, has mm-hmm. really kind of uh, been a hub of uh, some... some headlines in gymnastics, right? Yes, yeah. When you think about some of these athletes.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've had, you know, two Olympians on the last Olympic game, a couple, um, I think SUNY's trying again here for the next Olympics. Um, So we've got great elite athletes, but then there's so many athletes, um, high level athletes that are competing, you know, not only at the University of Minnesota, but other universities around the country. And uh, we just feel like we're kind of a hub for fantastic gymnastics. You know, we're kind of a hotbed um, for great clubs. There's a, a, a tremendous high school program here in the state and so we just feel there's we love our Minnesota kids, and we have a big representation of Minnesota athletes on our team, and they're difference makers for us, yeah. and we're really proud of that.
1: And I think people uh, in Minnesota, we know that there's women's or girls' high school gymnastics mm-hmm. here. That's not the case, right, around a lot of the states. And so you're recruiting high schoolers who might not be on high school teams, but club teams. Take me through that yeah. process. I know I've asked you that before, but just I think it, it's always interesting to, to note uh, the recruiting process.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The state state of Minnesota sponsors uh, women's gymnastics or girls' gymnastics at a really high level. Over 100 high schools, that might be even 150 different high schools sponsor women's g- or girls' gymnastics. Um, we typically recruit more at the club level for hi- those athletes that are in high school. Um, but uh, And that's pretty standard throughout the country As most uh, um, athletes on your team come from the clubs. Um, but it is just we've got fantastic clubs and we have the great support in high schools as well. So there's just thousands upon thousands of young girls that do gymnastics in the state of Minnesota. And it's, it's, it really is, it's going to, it's a wonderful place for the, for gymnastics. And I think that's a big reason why we are hosting the Olympic trials here yeah, this summer, because it's so well supported here.
1: Yeah. And how much are you looking for? I know you've got a lot going on between now and then, but um, that's gotta be fun for you as the coach of the local university team here yeah. to, uh, to, to know that that's coming to town as well.
3: Yeah, it is really exciting just to have that energy and, you know, so many fans coming to the Twin Cities area. for this incredible event so and it's it'll be fun we're going to try to get our athletes involved in some of the festivities and and certainly support um the event
1: all right so we talked a little bit of the recruiting process i got to ask you how um we hear about the transfer portal so much Mm -hmm. particularly in you know the high level in terms of the high revenue sports with football and basketball and now hockey even with uh with transfer portal, Um, how, if at all, has that impacted you on, I suppose, both ends where you're maybe going to try to uh, capture some athletes that might want a new start, but also, hey, uh, we need to keep the the athletes you have on your roster here and not you know, leave.
3: Yeah. Um, You know, we haven't been affected to the same degree as these other sports, Um, at least not yet. I hope it stays that way. Um, We've been really fortunate. We haven't had very many athletes uh, decide to leave our program. And if they did, it just wasn't the right fit. Um, You know, they're wonderful kids. It just they found something different somewhere else. And we certainly wish them the best of luck. Um, We've been fortunate to be able to bring in a few transfers that have been game changers for us, you know. And uh, so we've been really happy Happy with how that has worked out um, and you know we'll, we'll see how the rest kind of pans itself out it's not something that we typically are looking to very often we'll look at the transfer portal here and there but uh, we really want to just shape the kids that we've got within our program and hopefully they just have such a great experience that that's not even something that's on their mind yeah.
1: and remind me in women's gymnastics it, there was never a sit-out year anyway right or uh, was there a sit-out year? Because it, it varied by sport, and I can't yeah. remember what it was.
3: You know, I, I couldn't tell you on that 100%. I yeah. know some of our transfers have been walk-on athletes, so the rules are a little bit yeah. different when they're a walk-on athlete when they decide to come to us. So um, we haven't brought in a scholarship transfer. Um,
1: yeah, I don't know if we ever have, to be honest. So So, I was just wondering if that maybe because of that history, it it, it impacted it a little less as well because it's kind of standard operating procedure. How about uh, name, image and likeness? Um, Has that uh, been a factor? And are your athletes some trying to benefit on that?
3: Uh, We definitely have a few that are capitalizing on on those opportunities. It is something we want to continue to grow within our program and uh, working pretty uh, regularly with uh, the people here in the department to try to grow those opportunities for our student athletes. Um, Our women are just phenomenal role models. So anything we can do to get them um, out in the public and being able to speak and sign autographs and things of that nature is something that we're really looking at. And um, just giving them those opportunities as well to Get experience in those ways because that's really important for them as well.
1: Well, if I were in charge of marketing for some big company, I would uh, be uh, all over uh, Maya to be (laughs) one of my spokespeople. That's for sure.
3: Yes, uh, (laughs) I would agree. I would agree. And I know she really enjoys uh, those opportunities when they come along.
1: And there are – who's the LSU gymnast? She's like – Big time, right? Yes,
3: Livvy Dunn has has, uh, made quite a name for herself. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she's uh, representing many companies and doing so at an incredible level. So, yeah, I think she's probably one of the highest-earning college athletes athletes ever. Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. It is amazing.
1: Um, You have some exciting news, too. Tell us about the uh, uh, potential of a new facility here on campus. Yes,
3: yes, it is coming. We are (laughs) so excited. It has been something that I have been... uh, Looking forward to, honestly, since I was a gymnast here, which is a really long time ago. Um, but this new training facility, which we're hoping to break down in March, is going to be just a game changer for our program. We have been training at Pike Gym. Um 25-plus years, and it's it's very much lacking some of the training devices that are essential for our student-athletes. Our staff has found a way to still overcome some of these uh, issues that we've dealt with, but this new training facility will be state-of-the-art. It'll have everything they need. We'll have foam pits and every kind of training device you can imagine in this new space, and it's going to be right here in Athletes' Village. So the location, you can't be beat, and it's just... Our athletes, you know, I feel like they're so deserving of this. So I'm so excited for them and for our program because this is kind of that last piece of the puzzle I felt like for our program is, you know, if we can get this facility, we've got everything that... can make a tremendous program.
1: Yeah, you mentioned it's been, you know, you've been fighting for this, so to speak. How much do you think the um, just the sheer success, the volume of success you've had in the last few years uh, just was at a point where we got to do this?
3: I think that's huge for us. I think for us to be able to have the kinds of seasons we did, even with that uh, up against us, um, it really kind of showed the department and the state that, you know, hey, you know, they're doing things right. They, They deserve this they need this. So I think that helped us uh, tremendously.
1: And then what does that do for recruiting uh, when you bring prospective student athletes to campus, Uh, even just to see, I suppose, a hole in the ground (laughs) here in the summer, right?
3: Well, just to be able to point and say that's where it's going to go, you know, (laughs) is huge for us. But yeah, the fact that we're going to be breaking ground here in March and, you know, when we're competing against these top programs who who've had great facilities for 5, 10, 15 years, now we're at least at a level playing field, I feel like. Um, when we recruit. And so that's that's big time for us because we always felt like we were at a big disadvantage before. And somehow we, we continue to find great kids and help develop them. But now uh, the level of athletes that we can recruit just goes up, you know, yeah. and that we've got a we have a chance to get now has gone up because of this new facility.
1: So Penn State on the road this weekend and mm-hmm. the following weekend, the big uh, alumni day with uh, the celebration of 50 years, yeah. uh, Michigan, still some tickets available if people want to is yeah, it suppose we, we better get people though going if they yeah, want to go right yeah
3: i, I would mean, i would go get those tickets yeah. now if you want to be there
1: go for sports.com for those tickets and then you just have one other home meet right
3: correct yeah we're on the road for several weekends in a row before senior night in march so yeah, yeah we've got uh, quite a stretch there but I, that'll that'll be good for us prepping us for a postseason.
1: yeah and so let's talk about that real quickly i've already kept you way longer than i said i would but you're so compelling <laughs> so
3: here's we are
1: um, the um, the postseason. Then you got the Big Tens, and then hopefully, right, if all mm-hmm. goes well, into the NCAA's. Uh, and the NCAA is kind of a double weekend. You got regionals, and you try to advance out of that into Fort Worth, Texas. Correct. It's still there, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're still at so Fort Worth. So kind of take us through as you gear into that, what uh, what the hope is.
3: Yeah, we've got Big Ten championships. I think it's uh, middle of March there, towards the end of March. Um, and then it is qualifying to the NCAA championships. You know, in the past years, we've been able to bypass round one. That's always the goal um, and get right into round two. And then from round two, um, you compete. And then you have a day off before round three. And so you're in the same location for rounds two and three. And so the hope is that you can make it to round three. And then if you are uh, have a great day, you can move on from round three to the national championships. And then there's round four and five, the semifinals and the finals in Fort Worth.
1: Yeah. And the finals, um, I mentioned we talked TV um, and we talked about that Iowa meet being on TV and how uh, I've heard from numerous people how much they enjoyed that on that Monday night. Um, over the air TV for the championships, again, I think, what, two or three years in a row now uh, for the NCAA championships, ABC. Correct. Um, how, how big is that that, that, that these steps are taken now to where um, finally the potential is, is getting to, to where it should be?
3: It's huge for our sport to be on live um, TV, you know, on, on ABC. Uh, is big, Is really, really big. And uh, the growth of TV for gymnastics has continued. Every year we're getting more and more coverage. Um, and just like a lot of women's sports, you know, deserve So we're finally getting on these uh, national broadcasts and getting a lot of the attention. And it's it's so fun to see across the board the the amount of people that are watching yeah. you know all all women's sports are really you know, just an all-time high
1: yeah it's great it's great mm-hmm. to see no doubt about it all right well good luck against the nittany lions thank uh, let's you. get a sellout the week after that That's and right. best of luck the rest of the way we'll we'll have you back on the podcast as uh, we get closer to the postseason
3: sounds good thank you so much all
1: right jenny hansen go for gymnastics coach episode 106 Our thanks to Gopher
0: women's gymnastics coach Jenny Hansen for joining us on this week's Go Gopher podcast. It was fun to get to know about her team more, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. Our thanks also to Gopher women's hockey coach Brad Frost. He led off our episode 106. The Go Go for podcast is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or TNMA.com. We're also partnered with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, a locally member owned full service financial invested in you. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash gophers. Cub sponsors the Go Gopher podcast. It's the official grocer of the Gophers. Again, I'd invite you to listen to past podcast, and please be sure to click the subscribe button right now to the Go Gopher podcast. It's free to subscribe and free to listen at any time. And please, won't you share the link to the podcast with others so they can subscribe and listen as well. We'll talk again next
1: week.